Won't you agree that we serve a faithful God? We can count on. Scripture says that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Always faithful. Never lets us down. Never disappoints. Always on time. Well, I've entitled the message today, Old Challenges, New Year. Did not have a handout the last four weeks. Uh, you have one today. So I hope you'll jot some things down and also take the little poem that I put on the back. Um, read over that if you can at some point. Very good for us to think about. Well, as we've already mentioned, as we are and all know, that 2017 is almost in the record book. And 2018 is... Just hours away. As I thought about that and as we begin a, a new year, I can't think of a better time for us to reflect just a little bit on 2017, but look forward and into 2018. I, I thought this week, I can't think of a better time than than now for us, God's people, to do just a little quick inventory of our walk with the Lord. I believe that we must look closely at where we have been, where we are right now, and where the Lord wants us to be. So I want to ask you, if you can, go to that room in your house that is cluttered, that you may call the junk room, that you may say, I need to clean that room out. And I want us to think about that room, if you will, just for a few moments. And we're going to, con we're going to connect that room to our heart and to our life today. That particular room that you're thinking about, obviously, if you, if it's like at least one room in my house, it is cluttered with stuff that we need no longer, but it's still there. Now, in that room, I'm sure there are some things uh, that we need to maybe uncover and place somewhere else. There's some good in that room, but there's also some bad in that room. And as we clean up that room, there are obviously some things, and these are the three words I want us to look at this morning, that we will retain. There are some things that we will release. And there are some things that we will remember. And as I was reading this week in the book of Colossians, in preparation for this message this morning, I was reminded of the very same challenge, to do the very same thing, to retain some things, release some things, and also remember some things, not necessarily in that junk room, but in my heart and in my life. I was reminded as well that God has a plan for each of us, church. God has a plan. Something else. He, he wants certain things from each of us. And not only that, but God has the right to demand these things from us. 
Colossians chapter 3, if you have your Bible there, uh, we'll move through this this morning together. Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse number 1, it reads this way. If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. The Word of the Lord. Lord, we do thank You for Your Word today. And as we look into it, I pray that You would reveal to us what it is You would have us to learn. And we pray in Your name. Amen. Well, some things must be retained. Some things must be retained. I won't go back and reread it. Colossians 3, verse 1, and part of 2 there. So as, as we clean out that room that we just now, we have that vivid picture in our mind, we'll find there some things that are very important to us, so we'll keep those because they may be of some use to us. As I thought about that, Paul, in a spiritual sense, is saying this, that there are some spiritual possessions that you and I must hang on to. So what are we to hang on to? One, we must hang on to our foundation. Our foundation. Colossians 3, 1a. And we find there that our foundation as a believer is Christ. The Bible tells us that we are raised with Christ. Paul is saying this, church. Since we are raised with Christ. Now let me tell you what Paul has just described for us. Paul has just described the the believer's spiritual position. That's our position. We are in Christ as a believer. When Jesus died on the cross, think about that. Every person who would ever place his or her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, also died that day. Galatians 2.20. Remember when we preached through Galatians? We, we, we preached a message on this verse. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but what? Christ or who? Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by what? By faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So in a spiritual sense, this is what happened when we became a born-again believer. We died to the penalty and the power of sin when Christ Jesus died on the cross. So we're to hang on to our foundation. Something else I, I think we need to hang on to, and that is our focus. Hang on to our focus. Yes, our foundation is Christ. And yes, something else. Our focus has got to be on Christ. So can we just pause for five seconds and ask ourselves, what is my main focus in life? What am I truly focusing my attention, my energies on? Scripture tells us that we have been raised to a new life in Christ Jesus. 
And since that be the case, we are told to do what? To seek those things which are above. Now let me tell you about that word seek. It's present tense. It's present tense. And, and that simply means that we are what? To be continually seeking. Continually seeking. Not just when it suits us. We're, con- we're to continually seek those things which are above. Now verse 2 of our text Builds on that on that thought by telling us what that we're to seek our set our mind on the things above, not on the things on this earth. Now, granted, God has given us things on this earth to enjoy, and we need things on this earth to survive. But that's not where our our primary focus ought to be. Paul tells us here in this scripture that that we're to focus. On heavenly things, not earthly things. That we're to set our minds, our hearts on things of God and on the things that bring Him glory, honor, and praise. Because of time, I'm going to give you a little homework assignment here. If you would take that next section on your outline, uh, and, and I challenge you, okay, to look at those verses following verse 4 that we just read, and and go right on through the end of that chapter and see what Paul is talking about when he says that, that that we must hang on to our focus. And he's telling us that we're to focus on a deeper knowledge of Jesus Christ. We're to focus on a deeper knowledge. Go back and read those verses. I can't help but think and, and, and get excited about what we have the opportunity as an individual and as a church, and that's to read the Bible through in 90 days. Folks, you don't think we're going to gain knowledge by doing that? Yes, we will. Something else he says us for us to focus on. A clean and holy life. Godly virtues. Holiness in our domestic life. Holiness in our social life. He says, look, we need to be focused on having an effective prayer life. In Colossians 4, 2. And then we're to be a fruitful witness. Colossians 4, 3 through 6. Please, please, I challenge you. Go back and read those verses. And as as I read those and I studied those this week, the bottom line is this. Whether we like it or not, guess what, church? We are to live like Christ Jesus lived when He walked the face of this earth. 1 John 2, 6 says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he, Jesus, walked. We're challenged, we're encouraged to live out the fruit of the Spirit. And we know those nine fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I probably left one out. But they're found in Galatians 5, 23. So, as... We give our attention to these heavenly things, not these earthly things. What does that enable us to do, church? When we turn our focus and our attention on the things above, it enables us to live a heavenly, holy, God-honoring life in a world that is so corrupt, that is so sinful, that is so evil. Every decision... Church, every activity, every plan is to be considered in light of eternity. That's powerful. So as we sit on the edge, on the brink of a brand new year, this is my prayer, that that, that the Lord would help us to realize who we are, 
and what we have in Christ Jesus. And by realizing that, it will change our walk, our way of life, for His glory. Something else, number two, some things must be released. Some things must be released. As we continue cleaning in that room, we'll, we'll come across items that, that have to go. And you've said it. You, you, I, I can hear you saying it right now. That's got to go. We've got to get rid of that. That's been here for years. Why are we holding on to it? It's just plain old junk. And Paul tells us in verse 2 that we're to focus our thoughts on heavenly things. We're to avoid getting caught up in the things of this world that tries to swamp us, does it not? And what that does is hinder our Christian walk and our testimony. You know, I was thinking about how crafty and how wise and how intelligent the devil is. And folks, he's crafty, he's wise, he's intelligent. Do you think he wants the best for you as a believer? Absolutely not. Satan would love <clears throat> for this to happen in our life. A couple of things. One, he would love for us to get trapped into a, a false system of beliefs. It's everywhere. All you got to do is turn on to some of these TV evangelists. And I'm not being judgmental. This is just the way it is. And, 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 and he wants us to get wrapped up in these philosophies and, and vain deceit, which is deception, and traditions of mankind, all those things that keep us away from emphasis on Christ Jesus. Something else he would love for us to do is, is for us to get all wrapped up into the demands of the flesh. The demands of the flesh. Fleshly deeds. Uncleanness. Filthy language, lying, just to mention a few. You see, if these things are in our life, those are some of the things that we can crumble up and throw in the trash. You say, preacher, how can I win the battle over these things? Well, starve the fleshly appetite. Starve it. Make it go away by, by killing it. Don't feed the anger. Don't, don't feed the lust. Crowd it out. And we do that by filling our lives with positive things where the devil has no room to flourish in our lives. You see, when we do that, when we fill ourselves with the things of God, is found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Those things that are true and noble and just and pure and lovely of good report. What does Paul say there? If, if, is, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, what does he say? Meditate on those things. We cannot let Satan get a foothold in our life. And thirdly, some things must be remembered. Some things must be remembered. Well, we're still in that room and we come to that one big plastic container that you're wondering, what in the world is in there? And you open it up and you see some things right on the top and you, and you have a trash bag over there and that's got to go and that's got to go and you dig a little bit deeper and you finally come across something that means something to you. Parents, I'll talk to you just a minute. That little baby toy that your child, your son or daughter once played with, 
That, that little scrapbook that, that he or she, she may have made in, in, in kindergarten. And then maybe you may find something that, that, that was yours that meant a lot to you maybe when you were in high school or in college. And it caused you to go down memory lane and remember the goodness of God. Remember the blessings of the Lord. In the last two verses, some very important spiritual truths. And we'll close here. Let's consider these before we're tempted to leave them behind. That's just kind of a summary. There's been a death. There's been a death. What are you talking about? We're reminded again that we have died to sin and to the influence of this world. We must understand that we as Christians have been crucified with Christ. And if we can get a grip on the truth of those verses and do what Romans six eleven tells us to do, we can grow deeper and deeper into the things of the Lord. Romans six eleven. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's been a death. There's been a deposit. When we were saved, we were given new life in Christ. And there's been a dream. Paul closes in verse 4 by reminding us that this old world in which we're, li- we're, we're living in, it's not the best part of this thing we call life in the Christian journey. You see, we may have to deny our, our, our flesh down here. We may have to take up our cross daily and follow Him down here. We may have to do battle with Satan down here. But let me tell you, won't it be worth it when it's all said and done? Won't it be worth it when we get to the end of the rope? Won't it be worth it when we breathe our last and we'll be able to see our Savior face to face? You see, I don't really need to remind us because every one of us here today who considers themselves a born-again believer already knows that we battle the world. We battle the flesh. We battle the devil. Each of those enemies... does everything in their power to hinder us and cause us to fail. For church, what about 2017? What about 2018? Have you made made some, some goals have you set some goals? Have you have you come up with some resolutions, some promises? So as we stand right on the edge of a new year, I, I hope and I pray, because I've done it myself, and I encourage you to do it, I hope and I pray that we will truly take a hard look at our lives and our walk with Christ in the past year. And ask this, are there some things in our life that need to be retained? Are there some things in our life that need to be released? Are there some things in our life that need to be remembered? I would, I would like to challenge us this way. That we all unite as a church family. And we've begun the process by reading the Bible through in 90 days. 
whether you believe it or not, I'm convinced in my heart, and I've talked to some other people seated in this room today, that this is going to draw us closer to one another. This is going to draw us closer to God. So here, here, here's it. That we unite as a church family. On the eve of 2008, uh, 2018. And seek to make 2018 a year, get this, a year that brings honor, praise, and glory to the one who rightfully deserves it. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Pray with me. Lord, as we come to the close of another worship service, we not only come to the close of another worship service, but Lord, we come to the close of a year. 2017 is, is just almost gone. 2018 is just 12 hours away. And I pray, O oh God, that as we have looked into this passage of Scripture, as we have looked at these uh, truths that you have shown us today. I pray, Lord God, if there are some things in our lives that need to be retained, that need to be released, that need to be remembered, I pray that we would do just that this day. Speak to our hearts, O oh God. Thank you for the year 2017. And Lord, we will thank you in advance for what you will do in our individual lives in 2018 and in the life of this church, Midway EPC. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.